0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gil and Brenda podcast, where we offer tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. We have a special interview to share with you today in honor of launching our season two of podcasts. Recently, while we were on the Love Like You Mean It Marriage Cruise, we were able to interview Ron Deal, director of Family Life Blended, and Dr. Gary Chapman, the five love languages guy. They have just released a book called Building Love Together, in blended families they share great insights for step families but there's lots of good material here for other people that are not in step families just as well so listen in and enjoy all right we are i would have to say i kept awake all last night so i was so excited to be with these two very special people uh, today Hmm. Uh, our friend, Ron Deal, and uh, a new friend, Dr. Gary Chapman. And so we want to welcome you to Gil and Brenda Stewart. Uh, Restored and Remarried is who we are, where we give tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. That's
1: right, you can't forget the tingles. Don't
0: forget the tingles. (laughs) (laughs) Tingles are good. Yes, (laughs) the tingles are a very special thing. So uh, I guess just to kind of have a quick introduction here, very excited to hear from you guys. The collaborative work that you have done around this new book called "Building Love Together in Blended Families." What was the inspiration that brought two incredible talents and history together? Just kind of how did how did this happen?
2: You know, there's I'm sure there's another side to this, but Gary, I'll <laughs> I'll go first. I I of course have been a longtime fan of Gary's work, and um, somewhere in my ministry time working with step families somebody said something once about um, you know that love language I tried to do that with my stepchild as I recall and it kind of backfired on me and um, not sure what to do with that of course I didn't have any sort of intelligent response at that point I hadn't really (laughs) thought but it sent me down this road of huh I wonder why that backfired what could that be about what else is going on below the surface long story short I just really began to say, Yeah, the love languages principles work and you have to apply them a little differently. You need some added wisdom about how to actually utilize them in blended family situations because the nature of the relationships between blended family members is so very different. Mm-hmm. And so that just sent me down this road of trying to think through that a little bit and then I had to muster up the courage <laughs> to to call Gary one day and um I, I, as I recall, we had, we were at uh, a mutual conference and uh, we had a meal together and just to even begin to wonder out loud if he was at all interested in writing again about this because he's written so prolifically in so many different good good books applying the principles to different situations parenting and military families singles etc. So I thought, well, what are the odds that you know he'd even want to do another one and. Uh, <laughs> and you know bottom line was he was very open to the idea and since then I've learned you can tell this story you've had people asking you for years to do something on blended family
3: yeah I uh, you know the love languages of course has just blown my mind the way God has used it around the world and uh so I uh, yeah, I've worked with blended families through the years. I, I work on church staff. I've been on the same staff now for 48 years. Wow. Oh, That's a wow. miracle right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I love
1: language is 25 years old? Uh,
3: yeah, 26, that? 27, wow. or something like that okay. now. Yeah, Yeah, and every year it sells more than the year before. And yeah. You know, it's just helped so many people. Uh, but when Ron brought this to me, I, I, knew, I knew there was differences, had to be differences in mm. blended families. Uh, and I knew about Ron's work because i I'd been get, using his book, Smart Families, for years and we had him at our church to mm-hmm. do a conference uh, some time mm-hmm. ago. And so, uh, you know, when I co-author a book, I'm going to do it with somebody that knows more than I do about the topic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very wise. So, so when Ron, now if someone else had come to me, I would have probably said, I don't know. You know <laughs> when Ron came, I said, yeah. I, yeah you let's know? do this. And so, uh, yeah, so that's how it happened.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's wow, fantastic. that's great. Uh, and just for those of you on the planet that aren't familiar with (laughs) are there people who don't know what they are I've learned not to assume yes (laughs) in my young years um, Uh. so (laughs) so we've got um acts of service which mm. is mine right oh yes mm-hmm. quality time mm-hmm. this, these are ways that people show their love right mm-hmm. accept love mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm off track yeah now you're Gifts. sitting in the chair. <laughs> here Gifts. <laughs> Gifts. of course well, the mind has gone blank <laughs> I get four out of five <laughs> yeah. Yeah. acts of service uh-huh. physical
0: touch physical touch words mm-hmm. of affirmation yeah, yeah. there you, you go, you yeah, go. Okay, it. Yeah. 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 we got them all you got it okay good yeah well I've got a question for you here um, you know, when you think about attachment and bonding as a natural connection between bio parents and their kiddos, mm-hmm. how will mastering love languages in a step family—you know, here with the book—how will, will will mastering that give a key to the heart, to the heart of all the family members? Because mm-hmm. we're all looking for in the blended family a key to get to mm-hmm. to, to build that attachment, mm-hmm. that bond how how will this help that
2: okay so great question there's so many layers to that we'll pick this apart a little bit this is really one reason ultimately i felt like there was a need for another book on this subject when i went to gary you know i said you know the love languages work when the person you're trying to love actually wants you to love them (laughs) right Mm -hmm. right that's that's assumption number one they actually want you they care enough about you Uh that when you love them with physical touch if that's their love language that they they receive it and they welcome it and they feel really good about it but what if they don't care about you that much what if they don't feel safe or comfortable or bonded or connected whatever word you want to use enough to have you physically touch them in a way that says, I love you, I'm on your team, I root right, for right, you, right. and they receive it. So we've got to go to that assumption, and we've got to address that. Now, hold that thought for a minute, because the question you asked is, what is this going to give people? I, what we're trying to give people is is wisdom on how to bond, how to connect mm-hmm. with those step step people, step sibling, step-parent, step-child, step-grandparent, whoever it is, in a way that actually ultimately gets you to a relationship where you both feel safe and comfortable with one another. Mm-hmm. You overcome the gap
0: yeah. and
2: build a relationship. It still ultimately comes down to two people have to decide that they're open to that. If only one person is highly motivated and the, and the second person has a low motivation, well, you're not going to have much more than a, uh, a, a courteous, friendly relationship. Uh-huh. It's only when two people highly desire connection that you're going to create what you might call family Yeah. And and I'm sure the listener can relate to this. If you, you've ever had a friend that you wanted to be more their friend than they wanted to be your <laughs> friend, well, you didn't really have a great friendship, mm-hmm. right? It was a one-sided deal. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been romantically interested in somebody who did not want to have a relationship with you, you really didn't have a romance. That's what we're getting at here. The same thing is true for step-siblings and step-parents and step-children. Like, you know, if only one side really wants this, it's not going to go very far. But what can you do to nurture it, to bring the bonding along? That's ultimately what we're trying to get at with this book. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, and I think the love language concept, you know, the the initial uh, concept is that we each have a primary love language, Mm -hmm. and if you don't speak the primary, then the child or person doesn't feel loved, even though you're speaking some of the others, Mm -hmm. and it's not the idea you only speak the primary, it's just Mm -hmm. here are five ways to communicate love, Mm -hmm. but each of us has a primary, then you can sprinkle in the other four and get extra credit. Uh, (laughs) but, But what Ron has just described is that when there's no biological bonding already between those two people we have to start at a different place we can't just yes. jump in and assume that that primary language is they're going to receive that language and so that's what this book does it, it helps you understand how to communicate love in their primary language on a level that they're ready to receive
1: yeah and I love what you did in the book is you gave some examples mm-hmm. so for example if you know your stepchild's love language languages um, physical touch which to me normally is like oh, okay it's going to be a big bear hug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what would you suggest are the levels to if the child is not ready for that they're like get away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Where well you, we start? you might
3: you might start with fist bumps. Yeah. Yeah. that's not real intimate you know. <laughs> and almost every child will respond to a fist bump right. you know and after a month or so of that you might give them a pat on the back <laughs> yeah and yeah. it might be months or sometimes a year right. be- before they will actually receive a hug and respond with a hug right. you know you're making real progress when you get there yeah. but it's a process and that's mm-hmm. uh, what we don't understand by nature we just think if I know their love language I'll speak it and they'll get it and we'll bond and things are gonna be wonderful
2: yeah let's bring in another concept here and that's expectations right I mean we've we've talked around this so many times in the past if imagine in fact just today earlier today uh, Gail (laughs) Brenda we had lunch with a couple and she heard Gary and I talking about this idea of levels of physical connection for example and it was an eye-opener for her because she hopes and wants so much to have a good relationship with her stepson And so because her expectation is high that we're going to connect, we're going to bond, and this is going to be great, I want to be in his life, I want him to feel comfortable with me, I want to be a blessing to him. Because those expectations are so high, she tries to bear hug him. And he's like, (laughs) get out of my face. (laughs) right? And so immediately, what did she say her feeling was? Rejection. Rejection. Yes. disappointment discouragement and okay. she's going to her husband what's wrong with your son now she's criticizing her husband that doesn't make him feel good <laughs> it, it spins in all the wrong directions mm-hmm. and what she heard was oh there's levels of physical touch oh I can connect to my stepson with fist bumps and she's gonna she's retreating to that going that's what he needs from me today
3: mm-hmm.
2: listen to how it's significant that what this means is he's not rejecting her He's just not comfortable with bear hugs. Yeah. It's not the same as rejection. So we've moved it out of this realm of I don't know what to do. I'm giving up on this kid to Yeah. I'm not giving up on this kid. Right. Yeah. I'm pursuing this kid, but I'm pursuing yeah. with
0: wisdom at a level he can receive. Yeah. yeah. I wanna take off on what you're saying with regards to levels Ron. You know, I think knowing most step families come from some place of pain. There's mm-hmm. been a divorce. Mm-hmm. There's been a there's been a widowhood. Somebody's you know we, we that that's the common denominator. We yeah. enter into this room through a doorway of pain, and so that being the common denominator in step families, could you guys share for just a second um, how uh, examples of how love languages can move. A step family a step couple from the pain cycle Mm. to a cycle of peace Mm. how would that help Mm. well recognizing
2: your pain is step one and i don't say that lightly because i think for me and i know even in my own life um there are certain pains i'm pretty quick to say i know what that is this is something in me that you know comes from the past or connects to another relationship or whatever Uh And that just rippled out on you, I'm sorry. But other times, I don't have a clue what my pains are. And it's just out of sight, out of mind, or I buried it, or whatever. And so I just react and then I cause another wound in somebody I love and care for, but I don't recognize it's coming out of my own pain. I think slowing down to say, Back to our illustration with this stepmom, maybe he's not rejecting me. I would be willing to bet the reason she jumped to the idea that he was rejecting her, that her stepson was rejecting her as a person, has something to do with pain in her life mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with her stepson. Mm-hmm. But there's a backstory, and she has a sensitivity to rejection and so she tries to give a bear hug and her stepson goes "Aunt, i don't think i'm interested in that and she immediately says oh he doesn't love me he's rejecting me no this is as much about your pain as it is about this boy's pain
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: that his mom is not here hugging him right now that you are right. this rep this is symbolic of things have changed in his life he didn't ask for mm-hmm. so Pain and meets pain. Guess what we have? We, more pain. More pain. <laughs> Multiply. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so to slow down and go, what's going on with me? What's my need? What was I going for and giving this mm-hmm. hug? Wow, why did I feel rejected? You know what? Maybe I don't have to feel that way. That's one half of the equation. The other half yeah. is, hmm, what's going on with this young man? Um, can I be sensitive to the fact that his mom is not here? Can I be... Uh, empathetic, and be and therefore go slow, and not push him into a relationship he's not ready for. That that's sensitive to pain, and because of that, I think I think over time you earn the ability to connect at whatever level the child can receive, and then you hope and pray that with time that builds into something more significant.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you know we all know that it takes time to process grief know mm-hmm. yeah, there's been a loss, as right. you said, it takes time to process grief, and we know that grief is best processed by talking. Mm. Mm. so for that step parent to say to that step stepchild, you know, I bet you miss your mom, don't you mm. and let him share <sighs> about that, you know, right, and right. just asking questions she's empathized trying to put herself mm-hmm. in his shoes yeah. and pull him out, and let him talk about it and now you're talking with him about something that's really important in his life. I mean, he's not consciously thinking about it, but you're yeah. helping him process that grief. And yeah. in a sense, that also leads toward more bonding yeah. because right. you're someone that's listening empathetically yeah. to him. And you're safe. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're safe right. for
1: that young man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's moving towards more of a peaceful environment. But, but again, capture what we've said. you lower your expectations, don't push too hard. Mm-hmm. uh come in at a pace where the child can receive you. Be sensitive to their pain, and you better look in the mirror and get a sense of your own pain. Now, there's a lot of moving parts <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, a bunch that takes some time and you know work, and you probably need to talk to your spouse a little bit and let them help you yeah that, there's challenges there so
1: we're assuming that this child that we're talking about is still in the home. Mm. And I love in your chapter you talk about adult children and grandparenting and all that. So let's jump to Mm. adult stepchildren, Mm -hmm. which ours are all adults now, and the two that weren't in our home. It has been much more difficult for me to bond with them because we've had no relationship. Mm. So what do you say to step parents that have adult stepchildren and how the love languages play into that?
2: Let me give the question back to you. Were those kids out of the home much of the time when you came into their life? Yes. Or they were in the home some, and now they've grown up and they're out of the home?
1: Yeah, no, they were never in the home. Okay. Yeah, with yeah.
2: us. So that's kind of like if you get married to somebody and they have 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, something, and they're out of the house. Yeah. hmm You just have limited time and opportunity to even hang around yeah. one another. And that's going to slow the process down even more, unless yeah. there's just some natural bonding, connecting thing. You both love Parcheesi or something, and you're crazy about that game. Like, you know, there can be, you know, avenues, bridges that, wow, this is our connection point. But for other people, most people, it's like, wow, you know, I don't really know. And I always tell people, look, this is not any different. I mean, it is and it isn't any different than a lot of other relationships that people are used to. We've all got a distant cousin we know nothing about, we've never spent any time with. Their family, but not really. You know, mm-hmm. Sometimes that's what it's like when you have adult stepchildren. You just don't get much opportunity. Take advantage of the opportunities you do have. Make the most of their openness to you. And by the way, if they're closed to you,
1: mm-hmm. this
2: is really difficult. But whenever you get an opportunity, try to take advantage of it. Find a little point of connection and, and grow and build it. From there.
1: And force them to take the love languages test online. dot <laughs> 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 <So> com. <languages. laughs> right?
3: Always discussing that love language concept is going to be helpful if everybody has that in mind for all their relationships, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but I think a lot of times that adult child, you know, they resented the fact that uh, their dad or their mom mm-hmm. married somebody else, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And so they're thinking, oh, that's dads that's dad's wife. She's not related to me you know yeah. and I don't think we have to recognize where people are we don't we can't control their emotions mm-hmm. and uh, but if we treat them with dignity and respect and take mm-hmm. his run, run said, whatever opportunities we have to interface with them in a positive way over a period of time things may warm up and, and then again things may not and right. we just have to yeah. accept that it's that
1: whole expectation yes. thing yeah. 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 yeah
3: Gary just said something that sparked a thought
2: um, we're all together because we're on the Family Life, Love Like You Mean It, Marriage Cruise, uh, which Gil and Brenda, you've been speaking for my department, Family Life Blended, this week. I appreciate Mm -hmm. you being here. Gary's been doing the same thing. In the course of the workshops that we've done this week, I've had a side conversation with an adult child Uh who's here with his wife and his parents. And they have a very strained relationship. This adult child and his parents have a very strained Mm -hmm. relationship. Excuse me, I said he's here with his parents. He's here with his dad and his dad's wife.
0: Got it. Okay. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, the plot
2: thickens. The mm-hmm. plot thickens, right? <laughs> and early on, first of all, as Gary was just saying, this young man who was in his mid to late 20s when, when Dad married again, he first of all, he wasn't thrilled about how it all happened. Dad had made some choices that caused this young man's mother a lot of pain, their family mm-hmm. a lot of pain, so there's hurt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's already the layered there. And then Dad forms this new marriage. Here we go again, more change. And then Dad says, if you want a relationship with me, you have to include my wife. It's all or nothing. Mm. Mm. Well, guess what? It's been nothing. Mm. 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 Now, it's a miracle they're all here on this cruise together, if yeah. you ask me, because yeah. they're trying yeah. to overcome this gap. Mm. But what I want the listener to hear is... Dad may have been well-intended, but he has engaged himself in a number of decisions and behaviors that have made this very difficult for his son yeah. to be open to stepmom, dads and wife, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, this is hard, there's lots of hurt in the background, so... You know, I, I've, I've talked with both ends of the the parents and the, and the young man. And, you know, essentially what I would love for them to try to do at this point is to back up, and if this young man could connect to his father first and foremost, mm-hmm. and the stepmother just needs to be out of the picture if you ask me. Like, that's just a source of contention mm-hmm. for everybody mm-hmm. and difficulty and pain. Right now, if he's not connected to his dad, he's probably not going to have much motivation yeah. to ever really get to know them as a couple or yeah, right. embrace what is. So they're going to have to back up and start over there, see if they can make that work, and then move on to maybe including other people. But the dad is going to have to say to two people, he's going to have to say to his son, "Yes, I'll spend time with you without my wife,"
3: mm-hmm. and he's going
2: to have to look at his wife and say, "I need you to let me spend time with my son. I- I'm going to represent us. I'm going, to, I'm, you know, you're still my wife. That nothing's changed there. Right. Someday." I hope you're at the table, but today, yeah. i got to just start one-on-one. Gotta and that's that why fence. the
1: marriage needs to be strong, so that it. jealousy isn't involved, that's That that right. the lady can support what her man needs, because yeah. that's yeah. important. Good point. I, yeah. But really
2: what I just want to say here is, you know, they just got it off on mm-hmm. the wrong foot, and now they're going to have to backtrack and try to do some repair work, and they're all going to have to be very... Um, sensitive to one another's pain and try to begin to move through it a little bit at a time but it can't be all or
0: nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that that's a good lead into this other thought that comes to my mind is is that couples you know we talk about most of the time whenever we're in in a situation talking about blended families and step families the, the people always want to talk about the kids mm-hmm. but we have to understand that the the core of the of the bond is the marriage which welcomes and allows the kids for us to move toward them and toward us so when, when we think about couples in a step family that are in a conflict sometimes they forget to protect the we mm-hmm. and instead they defend the me mm-hmm. you know it's my situation in light of the love languages kind of being the secret sauce <laughs> uh, what's an antidote that you guys could recommend about protecting the we versus going into defending the me
3: Hmm. yeah yeah well you know I think uh, I think this is where the love language really does help uh, that couple because we all recognize that the in love experience Mm -hmm. that drew us together in the first place Mm -hmm. and made us commit ourselves to each other forever has an average lifespan of two years (laughs) we come down off the high yeah and if we don't learn to speak each other's love language, then we wake up and well, I don't feel about you like I used to feel mm-hmm. about you. And you know, that's when uh-huh. people say, well, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. you know, that's the way a lot of people put it. And I think if we recognize that reality, that it's natural to come down off the high, and we're going to have to really communicate to each other in the proper love language so that we feel love, we feel secure in our love, then we're far more likely to be able to handle how we relate to the children. Have you know? We still may have different ideas on how to respond to the children, but keeping that relationship there, you know, uh, is really, really important. And that's where the love language really helps that person. When you think in terms of, let's both agree, our relationship's the most important thing here. Yeah, we both love our children, and we want to bond with our stepchildren, mm-hmm. but w- we can't do that at the expense of our relationship. Mm-hmm. I'll just add one more thought. When you were saying that um,
2: they lose the "we" for the "me," and I would add the "me" and "mine." You know, I think it's easy for a biological parent to get so protective of their kids that they're like, "I've got to stand up for them, even to the demise of our marriage, our us." Mm -hmm. Wow, that is a that's going to sabotage a lot. What I think is so brilliant about the love languages is that it it helps. Dumb Ron, right, helps me move out of my selfish perspective about what loving my wife well looks like, and it puts it into the language of, no, I let her tell me what loving her well looks like. Mm. I, I, I die to self so I can love with intelligence. It's dying to self is what applying the love languages is really all about. So when I'm protecting me, Mm -hmm. I'm not dying to myself. I'm saying myself and what I think is important ought to reign supreme in this relationship, even if it costs us a lot. Well, that's just...
1: Not that helpful. Kind of sounds like pride, maybe it, a little bit? Is that a good word? Is, yeah, I think that's a good word. I don't know. It's already Christianese Ouch.
3: out there. But, the know. Bible says nothing about pride. It's not even it's in kind there. kind of quiet on that. Huh? <laughs>
2: right, so yeah, losing my pride and going, whoa, whoa, whoa. What does what loving well really look like? And then trying to do that. Mm-hmm. That's what the love language principle really
0: moves you toward. Yeah. Selflessness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. That's good. Well, I, I can't say enough about a lot of the illustrations that you guys bring up, the diagrams and things. I, it, this is a really great handbook on how to put the five love languages to work in the blended family mm-hmm. space, because it's a very difficult, complicated space. So here's here's my final question. Unless yes. you have something else, go for it. Go. So so imagine in the big world that we live, and I can't even imagine how many step families are out there. But if you could imagine that you have everyone's ear that's in a step family across the world. Wow. What is one action step that you'd say is a must do to create usness using this tool? What's an action step you would recommend? Wow. That is an Do awesome it. question. <laughs> <Do> that,
3: <appliance>. <laughs> <laughs> that we're talking to the whole world. Not, it's it's not big. Whole, <laughs> whole no world pressure or anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's good.
2: Well, I think I, I, I this is gonna be a very pragmatic answer. Um read the book together. Mm. Ah. Because I think it is so easy for biological parent and step parent to misunderstand one another even with the best of intentions, that you do need to actively work on seeing it from the other person's point of view and empathizing with that, discovering what loving well looks like in this scenario, but hearing each other. And I think it's pretty easy. Even the scenario we talked about a minute ago with this dad, Biodad and his adult son, they didn't see his new marriage the same way. They could read the book together, like learning to see it from the other's point of view and in dialogue with, oh, is this the way you feel? Now, you know, they just said this. I don't know. That doesn't seem to fit for me, but is that how you feel? Oh, it is. Well, tell me more about that. Like That process of letting the book be the guide, the stimulant to the conversations you need to have so that you learn better how to love one another, I think would be just... um, It's what will take it from concept to practice. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think I would just add, if I were going to kind of nail it down to one thing, it would be a commitment to pursue the relationships. Mm. That is, because you don't get the response you want right away, don't give up. Mm. Yeah. You know, we do that in marriage. We give up too soon many times. And I think if we just commit ourselves we want to have a loving relationship and we're going to do our part in reaching out and it may not be reciprocated always on the timetable we like Mm -hmm. but remember the scriptures say we love god because god first loved us so let us be god's representatives in pursuing you know this person and taking the time at whatever time it takes because God didn't give up on us <laughs> yeah. and so yeah. we continue to pursue and with due time and, and reaching out and loving kindness and speaking the right love language on the right levels and all who knows you <laughs> may have your dream come true <laughs> and even if it doesn't all come true some of it will come true yeah. and it's worth the effort
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely that's wonderful. That's the pursuit I think mm-hmm. that's one thing with with uh, in our blended family and even with the adult kids the pursuit is really uh, what I often refer to as I'm battling for their hearts yeah. Yeah. And, and, and and the weapon strangely enough is love yeah. because yeah. That, that is the only thing that really can penetrate sometimes as you said it may not be received other times it is but taking the time to do so yeah. is really the, the heart of Christ mm-hmm. he, as he pursued us when we didn't love yeah. him yeah. he loved us yeah so, Miss Brenda, what do you? Great. Got? No, Anything? I'm just
1: going to say the name of the book again is Building Love Together in Blended Families: The Five Love Languages and Becoming Step Family Smart. Where can people find this book?
2: Wherever books are <laughs> sold, they can <laughs> get it Amazon, online bookstores, wherever. And thank you to the two of you for today's podcast and for endorsing the book we really oh, appreciate it
1: that's right I forgot about that yeah, yeah, you did it so long ago <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well it's indeed a great honor
0: and, and love the work that you guys did mm-hmm. and so appreciate okay. it and honor both of you gentlemen for all of your hard work in, the, in this arena yeah. so thank, thank you very very much thank great, great thank to you. be with you okay. thank you blessings to you all thanks again for listening folks and uh, we'll be back to you again with something else to warm up the tips tools and tingles for your relationship Signing off, Gil and Brenda.
1: Bye. Bye. Hey, glad you joined us today. Want to connect with us? Find us at gilandbrenda.com and the usual social media outlets. We are available for coaching, counseling, marriage intensives, seminars, workshops, retreats, and so much more. We'd love to encourage you in your relationship. Give us a call today and thank you, to our producer and engineer, Corby Stevens.